0: Hi everyone, welcome to this week's GradCracker webinar. If you joined us on Monday, you will know about how many opportunities we've currently got advertised on Grad Cracker. So nearly 8,000 placements and 10,000 graduate roles. Now, to put that into perspective, the customer relations team here at GradCracker are adding on average 100 jobs every day. Just blows our mind, that doesn't it, Jess? And um, so, as we all know, one world could accept multiple candidates. So, don't miss out after this webinar go and see um, what you can apply to and make sure you get your applications in today. So back to INEOS and we're delighted by joining you and you joining us again today. And so INEOS has been working with Gradcracker for over 10 years. And today we're going to be hearing from a range of graduates about their experiences with the company so far. As well as hearing from Caroline in the team about their recruitment processes, who they are as a company and some of their key initiatives. So thank you, Caroline, for joining us today. cannot believe it's been a year. That's gone
1: quickly. Um, it's, it's time <laughs> flies and time flies at INEOS as well. Exactly. When you're having fun. <laughs> exactly, um, you're so
0: <laughs> right now, INEOS is recruiting for their commercial and engineering graduate schemes on their company hub on GradCracker. You can get a fantastic insight into their roles and their business, so make sure you head over there after the webinars to apply, follow, and find out even more information about them. So let's firstly meet Caroline. Caroline, introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit more about your role at INEOS.
1: Yeah, lovely Carla, thank you. So my name's Caroline, uh, good afternoon, everybody. So my role within INEOS, um, with my team, we recruit graduates onto both the commercial and the engineering programme. And I know we'll come into the, the, I guess, the differences between the two programmes a bit later. Um, so that's what I do, I've been with INEOS for five years. Um, wear some other hats on top of graduate recruitment, um, and you, I think, you will get a flavour for um, how you don't necessarily just have one job at INEOS, um, so yeah. That's that's me, Carla.
0: Yeah, perfect. And tell the audience about what Ineos does.
1: It's a very good question. It's always quite a (laughs) difficult one to answer. It's I I would say there's no other company like Ineos around. Um, So in terms of, I guess, stats. And so we're made up of 36 individual businesses across 29 countries. We've got 194 sites. If I had to describe INEOS in a very short sentence, um, so at the heart of what we do, we are a manufacturing company. Mm -hmm. Um, We, The biggest company a lot of people had not heard of until quite recently. So we um, will be from when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed at night, our our products essentially you will touch, whether it's toothpaste, whether it's um, clothing, healthcare solutions, a lot, a, a lot of your products have an Ineos touch somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I would say over even the last year, since we were last in the webinar, Carla, the Ineos's name is is, is much more out there, whether it's our yeah. Bell's fashion brand. Um, we've got the Ineos Grenadier, the car, the automotive business, or yeah. the Ineos Hygienics uh, business. And then also, we've got a real interest in sport as well. So you'll see our name, um, whether it's on the Ineos-Grenadier cycling team. We own a third share of the uh, Mercedes Formula One team as well. So it's quite difficult to describe what we do, but made up of lots of different companies. But the heart and soul of it is uh, manufacturing.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much, Caroline. And the the different business areas that you've just mentioned, can ju- graduates join each of those areas,
1: or do they get experience in each of those areas as part of
0: the graduate schemes?
1: Yeah, so we focus, the core of Ineos is essentially petrochemicals, that's the core business, that's where we recruit our commercial graduates into um, and our engineering graduates as well. We have started to take and move some of our commercial graduates into some of the more consumer-facing businesses, but the core of the business being petrochemical manufacturing, that is the heart of Ineos, and that's where we do tend to recruit our graduates into.
0: Perfect, lovely, and just to finish off with you, Caroline. So we mentioned on your on your company hub on GradCracker that you've got your engineering and commercial schemes now live with a closing date of the tenth of November. And yeah. um, So there's not long. Make sure you go watch this webinar, then go go and apply um, afterwards. Tell the tell the students what um, they can expect if they join Ineos on either of those um, schemes.
1: So in terms of, I guess, what I can promise is a lot of variety. Um, You'll hear from Nina and James later. Nina um, is finished on our commercial program and James on our engineering program. We give real responsibility from day one. And I think a lot of employers say that, but we definitely do at INEOS. Um, We give variety. So on the commercial program, you have the opportunity to rotate roles. Mm -hmm. So we tend to offer you two different roles is a minimum ideally three all in different european countries as well and um i think also bringing all the graduates together so part of being on a graduate program is feeling part of you know a cohort Um, and even though we're a very decentralized organization we do tend to bring our graduate population together through various corporate events. So we run a year one event, a year three events. And Namibia, I'm sure we'll talk about um, quite a lot uh, in this webinar. The most fantastic challenge that we offer to graduates, incredibly unique. I don't think there's anywhere else that would offer it, both Nina and James. um, I'm sure we'll talk through that a lot more later.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much, Caroline. So we'll, we'll come back to Caroline towards the end of the webinar where she will give hints and tips to you, our STEM students, prefer um, putting in your applications. But now what I'm going to do is um, go meet the grads, basically. So, Nina, I'm going to start with you. So all of the grads found their roles on Gradcracker, um, so they've got some fantastic stories to tell. But, Nina, tell me a little bit about you. So where did you study? What did you study? And when did you join INEOS?
2: Okay, so hi everyone, so my name is Nina, so I come from France and I studied a uh, master in um, material sciences, so I come from a technical background Uh, and what uh, I did is like in France we have the opportunity with some university to basically stay a little bit longer in the university and graduate in two different fields. So I choose to do that and to complete my engineering background with some business studies. And, okay. and after that, I directly joined INEOS. So I joined in 2018 the commercial graduate program at INEOS. Yeah. I've been there for five years now.
0: Perfect. So I'm guessing that you've actually come off the
2: graduate program now. I am coming off this month. Actually. This month. Oh, fantastic. 2023, nice. end of the program. So it's been, it's been five years. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much, Nina. James, I'm going to come to you. So, similar questions. Um, So where did you go to university? What did you study and how long have you been at INEOS?
3: Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is James and I studied mechanical engineering uh, at the University of Liverpool. Uh, I joined INEOS in 2019. And as Caroline's already alluded to, I've been on the engineering scheme and I came off that at the beginning of September.
0: Brilliant. Fantastic. Looking forward to hearing about your journey. And Abby, same question.
4: Um, yeah, so hi everyone, I'm Abby. Um, I studied chemistry at Durham University and um, I'm a bit more new to INEOS than Nina and James, so I actually started last month. So yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: I, I think it's brilliant, I think we're going to have loads of different insights, obviously about the, the two... Um, Schemes that Ineos has got, which are advertised on GradCracker. But Abby, you're going to tell us all about um, your thoughts and feelings on the application process as well, which we're going to go to at the end of the towards the end of the web of the um, of the webinar. Can't say webinar. Um, So, Jess, on that note, I'm going to hand over to you, and um,
5: let's hear about the the grads. Let's go for it. Thanks, Carla. So, uh, Nina, I'm going to start with you, if that's okay. Could you tell us what your role at INEOS has been like? I know you've you know you've gone through a lot of experiences since you've you've been here, and what business that you're working for at the moment.
2: Sure. So, I'm currently working for uh, INEOS Olefin and Polymer uh, UK, which is part of the. What we call the OMP group. So uh, olefin and polymer, uh, in your olefin polymer is divided in three entities. Uh, you got uh, the UK side, uh, the north and south. It's just how we divide the market but um, this group with these three entities is actually uh, the largest olefin producer uh, in Europe. Uh, so what we do, uh, we are mainly producing olefin and polymer which means like on the olefin side we'll be producing ethylene and propylene and then A wide range of polymers derived from this product. Um, What exactly I'm doing? So I'm working on the polymer side of the business. I am the ONP UK product manager. Um, In the UK we are producing more than 50 different grades of uh, polyethylene and uh, polypropylene and my job is basically to manage all of that. Yes, so, yes. for instance, I will have to balance the production with the sales or to match supply demands, I'll discuss new projects, strategy of the LG assets, also like the sales, uh, managing the portfolio, etc., etc. So everything linked to how we match demand, production, or portfolio and where we want to grow our business, um, in which direction we want to do. Um, I think that job is very interesting for different reasons. The first one is that it's so polyvalent, you are the central contact person for all the different teams. So you are making the link between operations, sales, logistics, research development, prod. So it's very it's very polyvalent um, and overall a very challenging, interesting position. I can imagine. So how long have you been in this particular role for then, Nina? Sorry. So this is a fun fact. So I'm, I'm just existing the programme, as we already discussed, and I just switched to this role that is going to be my exit role for a few years now in May this year. Right. Fantastic. Like two months so, ago. Yeah, you've yeah. had five years of
5: experience. So we are going to come next to you a bit about the different projects that you've had. But it sounds as though, wow, the, the role that you've got now sounds that you've got a lot of responsibility you're managing a lot of things and um, how has INEOS helped you to kind of you know build your career to where you are now?
2: So I think when I first joined the program so the commercial graduate program my idea is that when you come out of university you don't necessarily know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to target industry company this is why I apply for NEOS and this is why I apply for graduate program because they give you the opportunity to switch and rotate around different entities, different teams or your business units in different across like all countries or different uh, businesses in general and this is really what I was looking for because I was trying to look for myself okay what would be interesting to develop in and I think what this program was so helpful is that after Three, four years, you start having a good idea of what you want, and then you can use the end of the program to really position yourself, where will be a good step to exit to exit the program exactly where you want it to be. And I found that was highly facilitated by the graduate program. So they Mm -hmm. really, really have sessions all together discussing, and then it's such a wide company that you will find something you're interested in and then they can you position yourself in the best possible way so you can access it.
5: Yeah, fantastic, great Nina. We're gonna hear from you a little bit later on about your projects and your rotations that you've been involved in. So thank you very much for that introduction. So James, I'm gonna to come to you next, similar kind of question. Can you tell us a bit yeah. about your current role at INEOS and the business that you work for?
3: Yeah, so as I've already said, I've just finished uh, the engineering graduate scheme and I was a graduate mechanical engineer um, with uh, a business called INEOS Electrochemical Solutions. Um, And basically what we were involved with is with designing, developing and manufacturing electrolysis technology, uh, as well as the electrode coatings. And so essentially what that means is we make the equipment which is used to produce um, the chlorine and the caustic soda and other chloralkali products in our INEOS Innovin business. And they are then themselves used in different chemical processes to create products that, as Caroline said, we're interacting with on a daily basis. Um, So INEOS Electrochemical Solutions is a relatively small business. And as I've said, it sits within and supports INEOS Innovin, which itself is uh, Europe's leading vinyls producer uh, with 15 manufacturing sites across eight different countries. So we've got connections with many of those sites who are operating our technology or who are using our electro coatings in their electrolyzers to produce chemicals.
5: Mm-hmm. so James then for you in the business that you work in you'll have a huge variety of different customers that you work for or work yeah
3: yeah it's a it's an interesting business in that as I've mentioned we we do business with other Ineos Innovin sites yeah. uh, we also license our technology and sell that to other companies other chemical companies around the world as well so uh, it's quite a unique business as you say we've got lots of different customers um, I was fortunate very early on I'd been in the company about two months before I got the chance to go to a customer site in Thailand and do oh, wow. some uh, assembly work over there so I had a couple of trips over there um, to uh, a customer site where we'd sold one of our bike electrolyzers so uh, I was able to go in and get a really great head start in understanding um, how we you know do business and how we uh, go about getting these electrolyzers installed, not just in our own sites within INEOS, but also uh, in the sites of other chemical companies.
5: Wow, it sounds amazing. Again, looking forward to hearing about the rotations and your projects and the experiences so far. But Caroline, just come to you slightly, because we've talked a lot already about the opportunity to travel, the experience that you can get internationally, as well as just in the UK. Is this something for any students that are thinking about, wow, well, INEOS sounds amazing already, is this something that you would like to see in an application from a student, Them show sure their interest in travel and the opportunity to work across you know, the UK as well as internationally? Yeah,
1: it's a good question, Jessica. So I think if you haven't today, that would never put us off your application. I think for us, and I know we'll come on to the application process shortly, but... For the commercial programme in particular, you do need to be very mobile. You need to want to move. Um, yeah. And we are very clear with people when we speak to them throughout the process that that is the expectation um, for our commercial graduates. That That is the premise of the programme. But, it, it, you know, it shouldn't stop anyone applying if they haven't done it to date because yeah. they might not have had an opportunity. Um, and this programme delivers that if that is something you're interested in.
5: Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Yeah, you might not have had the chance yet. But if that's something that excites you, then absolutely. It just shows you how exciting potentially you could be with INEOS, not just, I say, across the UK, but internationally, it's really, really exciting. So, Abby, going to come to you next. Thanks for that, Caroline. Going to come to you next, Abby. Same kind of question. I know you've only just started your experience here at INEOS. Super exciting. But if you could just tell us a little about the current role maybe you've had over the last couple of weeks and the business that you're in, if that's okay?
4: Yeah, sure. So I work for Ineos Acetyles. Um, so we're a relatively new company to Ineos. We were only, Ineos only actually acquired the business a couple of years ago. Um, okay. We are, we manufacture three chemicals, so acetic acid, acetic anhydride, and ethyl acetate. Um, all very important base chemicals that go into lots of applications, things like polyester, and um, pharmaceuticals, washing powder, you know, the list goes, it really, really does go on and on. Um, so my role, I mean, as I am very new, you know, I haven't yeah. really got into the flow of things yet, but my um, my role is in sales. Okay. So it will take, you know, a few months for me to really learn the ins and out of the business before I'm um, interacting with customers. And as part of that, there will be quite a lot of travel involved. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly for me, it will just be based in the UK. Um, I'll be covering more of the UK sales. Um, So yeah, travel within the UK to see the customers to meet them to see their sites. um, So on. But um, so far, I've just been working on some small projects, um, trying to learn more. It's been sort of logistics, supply chain and customer service uh, focused projects that I've been working on so far. And I mean, this is my fourth week now, and I've yeah. learned so much. It's been so fascinating. <laughs> on my second week, I was um, I was in a meeting with. It wasn't a customer, but it was someone external to Ineos that we were hoping to work with. On my second week,
5: wow, mm. Abby, <laughs> to say that you've only been there what? Let me like say four weeks. It sounds as yes. though know exactly what you're doing already. You're very <laughs> convincing. So well done. <laughs> Honestly, you said you have been there six months. I would have believed you. Yeah. So yeah, sounds really really exciting. <laughs> and um, in terms of you know I think Hallie, we're going to talk a bit you know more in detail with Abby about you know the application yeah. process and your hints and tips so um, I know it's hard for you to ask the next question Abby so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you for the next question because you haven't got many rotations or projects that you've worked on but Nina I'm going to come to you if that's okay because um yeah if possible could you tell us a bit about the uh, like I said the rotations the projects or maybe a favorite project that you've worked on so far in us yes of course
2: so yeah, so I completed my program already. So I did complete the three rotations that are a part of the typical kind of uh, business model of the graduates, uh, the commercial graduate program. So I started in Germany uh, at starvation in Frankfurt. Um, they are also a of Polymer, they are specialized in ABS and polystyrene. And there I was mainly focusing on two different uh, projects. So the first one was with there um, within the team for the specialized um, polymer they were putting on the market. Um, I was there to um, scoot the market and do some benchmark and study the trends uh, that could arise that would be interesting for them to position their future development in because that could bring some more sales or like some more value to the business later on. So it was more like a a look forward uh, in the innovation for for this company on this trend of business. Uh, the second one I was in charge of was more for like the standard um, standard part of the business, so the commodity they were selling on the market. Uh, basically there uh, I was more focused on the um, long-term strategy, so um, analyzing uh, what we've been doing in the past and where we see our current uh, product curves going and if everything was fine and um, what would be the strategy to, for example, re-boost uh, the, um, the interest in some grades that have been developed some time ago and were like, for example, um, starting a or they wanted to rebrand on the market. So there was a lot to do there. It was very interesting as well. Uh, it was really focused on market demand and how to position the product on the market for them. Um, For my second mutation, so I moved across from Germany to the UK, and I got hired in Innovin. Uh, I think James quickly spoke about Innovin um, a little bit earlier. So um, Innovin is dealing with a wide range of products, but I was um, um, part of the PVC polyvinyl part of the business. Um, There, I supported the business manager into analyzing the market, uh, developing a strategy for uh, both the general purpose PVC, but also the bio-PVC that they call uh, BioVin. Uh, At the time, this bio-based, so bio-NAFTA-based PVC was rather new because it was launched, sorry, four years ago. And therefore, there was a lot to do around this new product, for example, like developing the business case around it, branding, marketing, certification so there was really a lot of project going around this product and that was incredibly interesting, especially from a sustainability point of view, um, because it was brand new and one of the first of its kind, kind in Europe, so uh, a yeah. very interesting project. Um, and then in October last year, I switched across for my last uh, rotation. I think I explained a little bit before. So once you reach three, four years in the program, you start knowing a little bit more what you want to do. So I was targeting more this product manager kind of position because I found them very interesting in the fact that they were touching to so many different area of the business that Mm -hmm. um, sounded like a a good place to be. Um, And therefore I um, got a job in OMP UK in Scotland as assistant product manager. Right. So uh, I, it sounded to me to be like a good way of getting the experience you needed for maybe a little bit longer in the future, like down the line afterwards yeah, and yeah. this kind of uh, off position. And yeah, this is what happened. So. And a, here you are. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and there you are, so it worked out very well. <laughs> it sounds it. In
5: terms of, um, you know, your experiences so far, something that I feel like when I listen to it from talk about Ineas and, you know, I see the company hub, you've mentioned a couple of things, sustainability being a massive um thing, which, again, I think we're going to talk about a little, little bit later on, Carla, but it seems to be like a common trend with you all. You've got that passion for sustainability, you've got that drive. And also, I know I'm like throwing out these keywords here, but innovation as well. I always, again, when you hear everyone's stories, INEOS seems really quite quick to react to things and adapt, change and do new things. Um, have you found that, you know, doing your rotations and is that something that you could say excited you about INEOS or you have that same feeling as well?
2: I think I think there's a lot of projects ongoing at INEOS all the time. So I think... This industry in general can be seen by the wider audience as an old industry, but we are working, at Inos, we're working very hard on, like, kind of putting that to an end because it's not because it's all old industry that, first of all, we don't need it. We see our product everywhere. You need them still in your everyday life. We see it in a particularly present in medical or like any kind of daily application will require polymers at now. And that doesn't mean we cannot do innovation. There is a lot we can do, we can be sustainable. We have processes in place that show that we can recycle most of the polymer that we are currently doing. And I think sustainability, especially in the petrochemical industry has become a number one topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen through the last five years I've been in a company, more and more emphasis put on the sustainability side of the business. So we have an entire sustainability team that are like that have been created in the past few years so that they can only focus on like, developing this project, what we can do, what, what is the best, best way to go from here. Yeah. And, and I think as a graduate, what was extremely interesting is that if you have an interest in sustainability, for example, there is more and more, first of all, positions that are entirely dedicated to sustainability. But even if not, which was never the case for me, but I am interested to it, there is always a possibility for you to join this project because mm-hmm. if you are looking for work, they will give you work. So, <laughs> especially when you are a graduate, I found they always try to facilitate you to get to so, so that you can take part of one of the the project around a certain topic, and then you can learn a bit more there, but also be more and more active, and really have a significant input to do yeah. this.
5: Yeah, that's brilliant. And you know, that's a great overview. So thanks, Nina. Uh, James, I'm going to come to you. Um, if you could tell us a bit about, again, your um, rotations, your projects and what you've been involved in so far, if that's OK.
3: Yeah. So the engineering scheme is slightly different to the commercial scheme, as maybe yeah. the audience has kind of picked up on where the commercial guys are rotating deliberately as part of the scheme um, on the engineering scheme. It tends to be the case that you're kind of fixed to an asset or a particular business area. Mm -hmm. Um, And the theory behind that really being that you really get to know the technical aspects of the asset or the site that you're working with. So um, throughout my four years, I've worked on a number of projects with uh, the electrochemical solutions business. It's been quite an interesting time. So we were moving our back to base over from sweden to the uk and um, so there's a brand new greenfield site with a partner company of ours here in the uk now um, full of our equipment but operated sort of on our behalf by uh, this third party company um, and that's now producing all of our new um, electrolyzer elements and um, so i've been quite heavily involved in that designing equipment for that facility um, making sure that things are kind of getting up to speed and the commissioned correctly so that we're producing our parts in spec and we're able to get product out uh, and in the hands of customers. Um, I've also been involved on the refurbishment side of the business quite a bit. So as well as producing uh, the new equipment for electrolyzers, we refurbish existing technology uh, and that's both our own technology but also technology from other producers that we're able to refurbish as well and um, so we have a refurbishment plant in the northwest of england um, and i've been involved supporting that on a number of different projects most recently um, helping to create a brand new refurbishment area focused around grinding and welding so there's been a lot that's gone into that kind of designing the equipment making sure that we're procuring the right stuff um, there's quite a lot of innovative um, things that we've tried to Installing that new facility with a focus both on kind of our operational capacity but also on safety, which is another one of our big priorities here at INEOS. Um, I've also had the chance as well to work on uh, kind of product development, so pressure testing of um, a new prototype technology that we've got that is actually now um, at pilot scale here on our Runcorn site. Um, and that's something that I was able to get involved with which is a a big part of our future sustainability goals as well so being able to be involved at that such an early stage was quite exciting Mm -hmm. as well and uh, really feel like you're kind of laying the groundwork for some, some really significant future sustainability contribution. Um, so, yeah, those have those have all been great projects. The list goes on and on and on, but hopefully that gives a, a bit of an overview of what life and is like as an engineer. Right.
5: Yeah, incredible. <laughs> you know, I, kind of mentioning what Caroline said, you know, Caroline, when you joined the webinar earlier, you said about, you know, your role. It's really quite diverse, you know, even within HR, within, even within early careers, you've got lots of things. But it's interesting, isn't it? Again, almost as Ineos as a company, it wants everyone to be diverse. It wants to get you in as, as many projects as possible. And James, would you say within your experience, have you had that or did you almost have to instigate that, that you wanted to know as much as possible? Or do you think you are encouraged and kind of pushed a little bit in, in all the different directions that you can go?
3: I think it's I think it's both, to be honest. I think definitely the company and the structure of the company is set up to give you that exposure. And, you know, um, my experience right the way across the company is that there are managers who are willing and looking for opportunities to um, give you that exposure to a variety of different projects. Um, and I think the other side of that is that at the same time, Ineos is looking for people with that kind of um attitude that is proactive uh, that is looking for opportunities Um, so the two things kind of go hand in hand really and you know we'll maybe come on to that a little bit later in terms of tips for people applying but um, Ineos is definitely a company that likes people who are self-starters who are going to look for those opportunities for themselves but they're there to be found
5: absolutely yeah and that's a great bit of advice there james so yeah any students listening you know thinking this is the kind of person that obviously caroline and the team are looking for so think about that when it comes to putting your application together there's lots of great content within the union hub. i had a bit of a snoop before the webinar and it is a really really impressive hub so lots of content content on there okay so abby i'm going to come back to you for the next question because i feel like i've i've ignored you slightly so (laughs) in terms of um your future plans again I know it's a little bit early for you you know what week four week five but in terms of um you know what's the rest of your graduate scheme looking like and can you kind of start to create a bit of a plan yet or can you see a bit of a plan and what maybe where you could be this time next year um well so this time next
4: year I'll still be in this role because my um my first placement. So, based, I'm based in London currently. Like I said, working for Acetiles yeah. um, in a sales role. Um, the length of that placement is two years. Right. Um, okay. But after that, I will rotate to a new role in a different business, which probably, hopefully, will be abroad. Um, I'll find out closer to the time um, what or where that will be, um, and that that will be decided by HR based on my. Um, my developmental needs, I suppose, um, so that when I do come off the scheme, you know, I mean, this is obviously looking into the future, but in yeah. five years' time, I'll have had quite a nice, well rounded experience with three fairly contrasting roles, hopefully in yeah. different locations. Um, but I suppose, yeah, between yeah. now and then finishing this role, um, we have a first year graduate corporate event which um will be taking place i think it's september next year so i'll get to meet all of the other uh, um first year graduates do some networking um i think there'll be some sort of senior managers there we'll have some talks so yeah really looking forward to that um but i suppose even before that um i'm just continuing to get stuck in i'm saying yes to everything that's being thrown my way um so like i said i'm working on a number of small projects right now they're quite sort of contained and bite-sized so I can sort of tick them off and try and develop my understanding of not just um the business but how we operate and also who we sell to and the market and so on and so forth. Absolutely. So yeah as I said travel is involved so I get to go yeah. to Hull which is where our um site is in the UK. Um, I'll be going there approximately once a month, maybe more. I've been twice already. Um, and I really enjoy visiting, um, the team are so friendly and it's really cool actually to see a chemical plant because I'd never seen one, um, you know, physically there in front of you, (laughs) um, before. So yeah, eventually, um, as a gain experience, I'll be doing a bit more traveling, but, um, I can only really speak for the the sort of next two years. I don't really know what will be after that just because it's so soon.
5: How have you found, Abby, that transition? You know, what does it, you know, to say that you are, I can. not keep saying it, but week four, going to week five, do you ever, is it a pinch yourself moment yet? Are you sat here thinking, wow, I'm actually here and I'm actually doing this, to where um, you were this time last year? Yeah, I mean,
4: so, yeah, we'll talk about application stuff in, okay. a bit further on, but I was actually quite late applying to the programme. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this time last year, I... I think I maybe applied to one or two grad schemes, but I wasn't taking it very seriously. I was really focusing on my course, to be honest, to be completely transparent. Um, So yeah, it is a little bit of a pinch pinch myself moment. I mean, I moved to London. I'm I'm not originally from London. Um, I moved to London about a month ago. I started on the 11th of September. It's all just, it all happened so quickly. But yeah, I think that's, that's a good thing it is sort of it all happens and then you're straight in and there's lots happening it's really dynamic place to work there's always lots going on lots you can get involved with and like you say you do have to have that kind of self-starter energy you have Mm -hmm. to put yourself out there initiate conversations with people um ask what you can do for them and yeah just really really get stuck in but yeah i can't and you obviously feel like
5: you've got that support you know from INEOS already
4: Yeah, 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 definitely. So my manager is really supportive. Um, HR have been really great as well. You always know they're just an email or a team's message away. So the support is definitely there.
5: Really, really good. Great stuff. Okay. um, Nina, I'm going to come back to you. Um, Future. And what's your future looking like? Obviously you've just come off the the graduate program you're now settling now into your kind of new full-time role where can you see your career ending up um at Ineos? Yeah it well, won't ever end at Ineos you'll stay there <laughs> <laughs> but you know where what's the say next five years looking like for you now you've come off the scheme?
2: Yeah so I think the big the big difference now is like once you're out of the program well you are you're not left all by yourself but like you will not have like this kind of regular rotation every two years which I think was like yeah. it was great because like every two years you got something new to do a new challenge and yeah. then now what's next so yeah. I only said it before but like I'm extremely pleased where I ended up because this is exactly what I wanted to do I think this is also such a diverse role that it would take me some time to get used to everything and once this is like you know okay I get what everything's how everything is going and working all together, then it takes also like a bit of time to make you to make it your own and put your own, i say like signature into the role, kind of put your input in the company. So yeah. to be honest, where I'm forcing myself now is like I would like to do my best in this position that was given to me now because I think it's it's really a good step in my career. And I think it would take me a few years to achieve what I want to achieve in this position. Yeah. Um, but I also think that this kind of role is perfect for like moving forward in the company as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really like a bump-up role that will allow you to discover so many different business units inside the company and how all of them are working together that you are, um, after that you should be able to have a better overview of how the industry itself is working and therefore position yourself in other positions. It can be anything really so diverse. Like, uh, I don't have a real target for it because I was just starting in May. So, my target number one was this one. Nice, a Kiev, and I know what I want to do for the next few years. And then, toward the end of it, I think I will have a new idea then of, okay. Now, nah, it's good. What's next?
5: Yeah, um, and do you know what?
2: The exciting thing could be, you know, again as an
5: outside listener, you could have potentially have like five, six different careers at Ineos. We are mm-hmm. completely different communities, completely different teams, yeah. different places across the world.
2: I think that's something that's very true is because this is such a big group, and all the different businesses are doing product that are so different, or are like proposing a service that is so different in so many different countries and regions and whatsoever that it's very often actually you find another colleagues from a completely different business working with yeah. you in another business because it just, there is no boundary. You can just cross and there's like a very good communication of what's happening in all the different entity and sometimes we've got like some get together project as, as well as other region or like summit or like working event where you can actually network and develop your network and stay on top of what's happening where and what are like the development program in all the different entities so i think and i think it's moving so quickly as well that you really have to see once you reach a point where you're like okay i'm ready to take, tackle something new okay mm-hmm. what's available and how can i facilitate that and i think this is something that we can really do in this company that i really like because it's such a big group so
5: yeah so exciting Caroline. i'm going to chuck you a bit of a curveball question if that's all right sure.
1: yes i'm ready no, because <laughs> there are
5: so many different businesses within ineos how do you keep the culture? You know, how do you keep you know everyone pulling in the same direction? In a sense of who you are as Ineos and you know what you want to achieve overall and everything else. How would you do it? That's a very very good question. So,
1: um, I, and I don't think we touched upon this. So there's there's three words that if I would ask anyone at Ineos what what you know how could we sum up our attitude? We talk about grit, rigor, and humour. Okay. And we, when you look at Ineos and the companies that we buy and the things we do, whether it's some of the sporting challenges or whether it's um, some of the, you know, the Project One, the crackers that we're, you know, setting up, it is that tenacity and doing things, the grit, doing things that other people shy away from. I think that's that's one thing you see across all businesses, mm-hmm. the rigor and approach and everything. You know, we we, we mm-hmm. really do things properly. Um, and from a humor perspective, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We appreciate people are at the heart of it. So I think those three words, if you go into any company and, you know, you speak to graduates or you speak to the CEOs or the board, mm-hmm. you really see that throughout. So I think it's, it's a very good question because, you, you know, you listen to us and you think 36 different companies, how on earth can mm. it all offer Ineos? But it really, really does. And I think, you know, um, the graduates that are going in and out of the businesses, naturally, they're going to have a slightly different feel. They're yeah. run by their own boards. Um, they do very different things. But you definitely have that thread of that, that DNA thread throughout all businesses of Ineos.
5: Do you know what I like those three words? I was thinking that as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. (laughs) Just those three words in itself. Yeah. Kind of give an idea of what any ass is about. Mm. You know, because sometimes you can get those kind of three cliche words. Mm. And you think, is that really you, or is that just a veneer of of what you want to be? But that's they're really quite interesting words as well. I really, really like that. And hopefully, Nina, James, and Nabby, you can agree that. I'm getting three nodding heads which is good yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so those words are something that you feel as well you know even in your own business that you know there is that kind of running theme which is great and also Jessica
1: just in terms of I know we'll come on to the Innam program I mean that for for me is is grit it's rigor and it's humor and mm-hmm. you and James will talk through it but you know even the projects we've done that that we do when we give graduates the opportunity I mean that program is just, that is grit, rigor, and humor all over.
5: Yeah. yeah, Well, let's go to that. James, I'll mm. come to you. So um, the Namibian, I've been practicing the word Namibian, <laughs> believe it or not. I don't know why. <laughs> the word just doesn't want to come out of my mouth right. So I'm going to say it the once and I'll let you do <laughs> after that. Um, tell us a bit about the challenge. Tell us why it is so unique to INEOS. And, oh my gosh, start from the top telling. tell us everything
3: yeah so i mean the start of the answer lies in in what caroline was saying definitely about grit rigor and humor um for those who don't know who are watching the webinar basically the kind of summit of the namibia challenge that Ineos runs with its graduates is uh, a trip into the namib desert Uh, we run cycle and hike over 300 kilometers um, across six days it includes a marathon in the desert it includes climbing namibia's tallest mountain um it is, on the face of it, absolutely bonkers. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the best way to sort of outline my experience and perception of it is that you sign yourself up to run and cycle distances, which in most cases, you know, most of the graduates haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you sign up to do it in conditions which you've never ran or mm-hmm. cycled in before. Um, but you commit to do it regardless of your ability with that determination that Caroline's already alluded to. And also with a smile on your face mm-hmm. um and it's never a race it's purely a lesson in understanding what you can be truly capable of when you adjust your mindset And when you apply those principles of grit, rigor, and humor. Um, And I think that lesson is just so important when working for INEOS, because as we've already kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, if you're the type of person who will get on board with that approach, then you'll find INEOS to be an incredibly rewarding and enjoyable place to be on a daily basis, whether that's in engineering or in commercial roles. Um, For me personally, the highlight was the marathon because it was a great moment of just feeling that all the training had kind of come together and it actually, I know it doesn't maybe sound like it should have been enjoyable, but I promise you it was enjoyable. <laughs> it was just the most surreal experience of, of feeling all that hard work come together, being with a great group of people. Um, and I think the group of people is important as well because there's a real chemistry there. Um, as we've discussed, you know, there's, there's graduates coming from all over the world, from all different INEOS businesses, but gathered around those kind of central philosophies, uh, willing to work together as a team. And it's just a really great thing to see all that come together, um, not just in the desert, but also in the way that we helped each other prepare for a year beforehand. Mm-hmm. And we'll come on, I, I think, in a moment to talk a little bit about preparation. But it was evident right the way through the whole year long in NAM programme that there was this teamwork and that there was this willingness to put that smile on our faces and help each other through it. And um it teaches you so much about who Ineos are as a company and it definitely gives you a lot of skills and insight into how you should be working um, day-to-day in your sort of normal uh, day-to-day role
5: Wow so just to go back a step then so what is this something you sign up for does everyone have to do it is it go back so you're in your second year then typically third
3: third third year year, Yep. so when
5: you so you apply though when do you when you start like preparing
3: Yeah. So the year three event um, that we've, we've mentioned already, that takes place. It's another opportunity where all the graduates get together um, and it's at that year three event that the program is kind of launched for the year. Everyone across the company gets the opportunity to do it. It's not a forced thing. You don't have to do it. It's pure choice. Um, But you'll find that the vast majority of people want to go for it because Uh, those are the types of people who've ultimately been hired and found their way into INEOS. Um, So yeah, it's at that point that you really, you know, start putting in the hard work. um, And just under a year later, you find yourself in the desert wondering how on earth you got there really.
5: (laughs) What the hell are you doing? In terms of them preparing, because um, when we did, when I did the webinar last year, when I was speaking to the grads then they were saying in terms of preparation you got to also then go to other countries to do a bit of preparation in terms of running and running in that heat and everything else so was that your similar kind of experience as well?
3: yeah definitely so we got to go to Lanzarote in December so we did kind Mm -hmm. of like a warm weather training camp out in Lanzarote it was for a lot of people the first marathon we did was out in Lanzarote Mm -hmm. um we had a really hot day for it which was Mm -hmm. not particularly welcome but it was a great lesson Mm -hmm. um so we had the chance to go out and we spent a few days out there um which was really great preparation kind of getting familiar with the terrain and the, the, the climate and things like that um we also then had uh kind of regional weekend away type activities. So we had a UK one. We had graduates from Grangemouth in Scotland, from Runcorn and from London as well Uh, in England, all gathered in Scotland. We went and we ran together, we cycled together. Uh, We climbed up Ben Lomond, which was great fun. Um, And then after that, just about two weeks after that, I think it was, we did the Barcelona Marathon as well, which was all the European graduates. Um, So some really great kind of checkpoint activities. Um, which you definitely take a lot of learning from um, mm-hmm. and they just help you help keep you on the right track, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, as has already kind of been mentioned that the opportunity to to network and to build those relationships with other graduates in your cohort is really second to none through those events.
5: Yeah. And I can imagine they you know, relationships, friendships that you're going to build and probably have for the rest of your life now, because that's, you know, once in a lifetime experiences that, you know, you've all pulled together to achieve what you've achieved, you're going to, I can imagine, you know, be friends with that, that group forever now.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got a team's message from uh, a colleague from a completely different INEOS business about a week ago saying that she was down in our neck of the woods in November asking whether we wanted to meet up and, you know, we'll probably end up going for a bike ride or something like that. (laughs) And so, yeah, those relationships definitely outlast the program. Um, They're a really great thing.
5: And James, was you that way inclined before in terms of, you know, your fitness and bike riding, running marathons before INEOS? Is that the kind of thing you'd do on a weekend?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was I was into my sport, but the kind of longer cardio type stuff that is – quite synonymous with Ineos really wasn't Mm. my bag particularly so when I signed up for the program it was definitely kind of a change for me Uh, I ran my first half marathon just over a year ago after signing Mm -hmm. up for the program and then as I say my first marathon was Lanzarote I think the great thing about the program is there's people coming from so many different backgrounds you've got people who are of course good runners before they sign up you've got some people who've never done sport throughout you know their whole kind of youth really um, and everything in between And it really is just about the way that you approach that both as individuals and as a group. Um, So Mm -hmm. I definitely say to anyone who ends up in INEOS on the graduate program, you know, regardless of ability, go for it. And, you know, in my experience of just doing it this year, every single person who signed up for it finished every kilometre in the desert. So um, there's a pretty high success rate of people getting through it.
5: Wow. That's just, yeah, brilliant. Again, all matched up your three words, doesn't it? And I think... That's what really makes your grad program stand out, you know, pulling everyone together and that grit, determination. Sorry, what was it? Grit? Right there. There you
1: are.
5: That needs to be the title of this webinar. I think it's going to be Jess I, <laughs> I think sorry Nina be just, I'm conscious that we need to come back to Cali because there's lots of things that we want to ask you as well mm-hmm. but Nina just quickly do you want to add anything to because you, obviously you've you've done the experience as well is there anything that you want to add to that?
2: I, I I can only back up what James just said to be fair so I think he expressed very well what this challenge is about it's like I think the main point that we emphasize, is like everybody can do it so not yeah. to be scared of it I I know like for example, when it was autumn to subscribe and then they presented like some people that did the previous years, it was like many very, very sporty males that just went to this and say, Yeah, it was fantastic. And you're like, Yeah, I do not believe you. And <laughs> then in the end, you're just like, you know what, let's do it as a group anyway. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you are training properly, I think I think preparation is very important, but if yeah. you are sticking to it, anybody can do it. You can just do it at your own pace. And once you complete it, you just really feel that you have done something absolutely amazing. So that was that was a fantastic adventure.
5: Well, well done, both of you. Amazing. Yeah, well I mean, to be honest, I'm a bit jealous of you now, knowing that this is what <laughs> we'll be doing in the next few years. So no,
3: you
4: better get your
5: God. shoes out, love. Oh,
4: <laughs> get I know. preparing. People have mentioned it already. It's like, oh, have you started your prep
3: yet?
4: (laughs) (laughs) This weekend, Abby, just started this weekend. you you will be fine. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I think, yeah, I think we've definitely inspired students to apply to your fantastic opportunities. Um, So, Abby, I want to spend a little bit more time with you now um, about the whole recruitment process. But first, I'm going to go to you, Caroline. Could you talk through um, the recruitment process and what students should expect?
1: Yeah. And um, so the process, I would say, and um, Abby hopefully um, will confirm this. So we run a very personable process. So, I mean, we, we get quite a number of applicants, um, but we have a team um, that are very passionate about being graduates in. And we review every applicant. Um, and generally the process is very Quick. So we do have again the rigor. We have a quite a few stages from initial application. So that will be from the gradcracker website. We've got jobs live, the commercial scheme, and the engineering program in Grangemouth there live at the moment. So it'll be an initial application. The next stage, we ask you what we call them PSQs, pre-screening questions. So we ask you a number of questions, and we get you to write into us and then providing we want to progress you we would run an assessment centre sometimes they will be virtual sometimes they'll be face to face so it's generally a half day with other candidates a number of activities from um interview to um some presentations we're asking you to prepare some in advance and present it to our functional experts so this is HR but also the business mm-hmm. then the final stage is a final face to face interviews for the commercial program generally in London or in Switzerland so we'd never offer to anyone without meeting them face to face and spending the day with them yeah. but i would say from kind of start to finish it is not a long process and mm-hmm. um, that we get, we ask for feedback, we're always keen to hear how people are finding their interaction with INEOS, uh, is generally that they find it very personable. They've always got a point of contact. It's not a robot kind of sifting through CBs, um, mm-hmm. and that's very important to us. So mm-hmm. I guess that's in terms of the process, Carla, is that, does that cover everything? Yeah,
0: that, well, that's perfect, yeah. Thank you, Caroline. And I think, Abby, this is your your kind of time to shine, as it were. So tell, tell everybody about your experiences. So, um, experience of the recruitment process and any kind of top tips that you would give students thinking of applying?
4: Okay, so yeah, as I mentioned, I applied last year um, during the final year of my degree, so it is very, very fresh for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, like most grads, I did apply for a few other roles, um, <laughs> you know, maximise chances because it is super competitive out there. So I experienced a few other processes and methods of recruitment um, during that time. But what really stood out to me about INEOS was that there were no psychometric tests or these yeah. pre recorded video interviews at mm-hmm. any stage of mm-hmm. the process. Because to be completely honest, for me, I always found that they were more based on luck, I suppose, rather than ability. And they just felt quite impersonal, maybe a yeah. little bit unfair, even. Um, instead, um as caroline mentioned the ineos recruitment process was highly highly personable so yeah. i was given a hr contact um from the very beginning who i could email with questions or we would have prep calls before the assessment center before the final interview um yeah. just to run through any any questions you know mm-hmm. um if i was to email a question it would be answered you know within 24 hours it was very very fast and makes you feel quite valued and yeah, yeah. more than just a number or just a random mm-hmm. random applicant which is very impressive for such a large company and yeah. for me this it really did paint quite a positive picture and then something else that i wanted to highlight was that, this is speaking from personal experience here, they allowed a certain degree of flexibility during the interview process, and well, not just the interview process, the application process. So I was actually away on holiday um, the week before my assessment center, and I needed to prepare some PowerPoint slides. but unfortunately, I wasn't going to be able to submit these slides because I was away on holiday. I didn't have a laptop with me. I had no way of creating them. Really, all I had was my phone. Um, so yeah. I thought I'd missed a deadline. I was quite annoyed because, you know, I got quite far through the process. Yeah. Um, it was looking really good. I'd really enjoyed my interactions um, so far. Um, so, yeah, I was quite frustrated because I thought it was going to rule me out. But no, I just got in touch with um, with my hate hr contact and she extended my deadline so i was able to slides a little bit later and then go to the assessment center and yeah i i got through Um, but yeah so i suppose just to summarize communication was extremely efficient like i say questions were answered within 24 hours outcomes as well were communicated very quickly Mm um for me it was usually no more than a week after you had done the interview or the assessment center and in the final stages the outcomes were communicated by phone which mm-hmm. which I quite liked that was quite personable um yeah. obviously it's 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 nice to speak to someone and it paints like I say a really positive picture yeah. of the business because applying for a job is a two-way thing Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that the company's the right fit for you because the recruitment process is usually indicative of how things work on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely found that to to be the case. It's fast-paced, efficient, um, very people-focused. And yeah, so from start to finish, for me, the whole process was about two months long, which... it's
0: really quick then
4: really quite quick when you yeah. consider mm-hmm. that there are you know quite a few diff- different stages so mm-hmm. yeah, just to summarize I was I was very impressed.
0: Perfect oh well done Caroline and Caroline's team yeah. great shout out love to you um, and and um, I love the personal approach so any words of wisdom then um,
4: Abby from people applying to Ineos what would you suggest? Um, so I'd say the commercial interviews can definitely be quite rigorous I mean I have well, I had no commercial experience. I'd done an integrated master's in chemistry, but I'd never studied any business um, business modules or anything like that. Um, so obviously come prepared, do your research, but they don't expect you to be an expert on all of the commercial topics. I mean, they expect a base knowledge, but they don't expect you, know, you to necessarily know all of the answers to the questions. So that being said, my advice would be that it's okay to ask for maybe clarification or yes. to think out loud in the interviews. This is at sort of later stages when the questions are getting more complex. Um, maybe even occasionally to say, I'm not 100% sure, but giving it a really good go. This is what I'm thinking. Talk through your logic, really think out loud. And then the inter- interviews might aid you by drip feeding a bit more information um, just to see how you react to it, really um speaking from my experience the interviews at the final stages and the assessment center they weren't formulaic they Mm -hmm. will help you through it if you're struggling they might go a little bit off script perhaps to chat about a current initiative that they're involved with or um something that they feel is um, important or relevant um Mm -hmm. so it sort of turns into a bit more of a conversation Mm -hmm. yes you need to have the base knowledge but you don't need to be a commercial expert yeah. they want to see your logic and your decision making happening in real time um especially when they're giving you new information so my advice would be stay calm be logical and just give it a give it a really good go because yeah. yeah you know more than you think
0: yeah, I think everybody wants you to succeed Abby. at the, at the end of the day. So it's a, it's a two way thing to so ask questions, you know, and if you do feel a little bit nervous, don't be afraid to say oh, I'm a little bit apprehensive and then they will talk you through um, the situations and and hopefully make you feel more at ease. Um, so, well, congratulations, Abby, you got through the whole process. So <laughs> yeah. well, well done you, you've done a brilliant job. Um, what we're going to do now is finish on some quick fire rounds. Um, so Nina, I'm going to come back to you. What is your favourite thing? I can't believe you can just say one thing, but what is your favorite thing about working
2: at INEOS? Um, I think we said just quite quickly already, but I think what made it for me was the people in the company. The reason being, I think Caroline mentioned at the beginning of this um, webinar, but basically a few years ago, INEOS was the biggest company no one had ever heard of. And when I applied, I have never heard of this company before. <laughs> I was constantly find it on a career fair that my my uh, university was organizing and this is how we started speaking and I was like, okay, yeah, well, let's, let's just apply and see how it goes. And what I did really appreciate is that they make you for all the assessments and through the entire recruitment process, they make you come and have the interview face to face. And you also interact with the other people that are also like trying to get into the job. And what I figure out is like everybody I was interacting with in this company were kind of the same wavelength and I found them very interesting, interesting, uh, very nice in general, very performant mm-hmm. as well. And I was like, I think I think this is what made it for me because as yeah. you say, for like a lot of different companies. And at the end, when you got all your possibilities and what was really like tilting it, I was really was for me was like, I liked every single person I've met in this company. Oh, so okay. that means I might be a good fit for that. And the fact that we can come and meet the people in person during all this recruitment process and later on people are also very accessible at all time really made it for me so Perfect. that was my favorite part for very
0: good thank you very much dina james what would you say would be your favorite thing about ineos
3: for me it's just being in a company whose values genuinely align with my own the way that i like to work the way that I'm driven um, and that kind of performance orientated approach to things and I think that brings a real sense of fulfillment I think it's easy when you're kind of starting out your career and you're looking for jobs to prioritize the wrong things in a company and having yeah. been working now for over four years I'd say the most important thing probably up there it may be just second to what Nina said about people but it's about being in a company where you feel that your values are in line with the company and it's it's a really great thing when you find that
0: yeah and the challenge i want to say a challenge and um, abby what's your favorite thing uh,
4: i was hoping to say the people as well but um <laughs> you
0: can I see all, the people I mean, you so, all sound lovely
4: <laughs> yeah everyone is so lovely so chatty there's always lots of oh good morning you know in the yeah. lifts, things like that it's really really great place to work mm-hmm. but um i'd also say i've enjoyed visiting the site. So seeing the plants, seeing the R and D facilities, um, meeting the team up there because the scale is absolutely huge. Mm. Um, It's very difficult to comprehend if you've not, you've not seen it. Um, Mm. You know, one tanker is, uh, you know, road tanker is 25 tons. um, Mm. And then the amounts that we produce each year, I just, I find it really, really fascinating. And obviously these are things that, sort of crucial to society as we know it so um that's another reason um it is quite a fulfilling job um mm-hmm. when the things the things that we're dealing with go into pharmaceuticals clothes um yeah things things that we can't really survive with as yes yeah. life as we know it life-changing I know exactly yeah. where the site
0: is Abbey as well because I just live on the outskirts of yeah, Hull, yeah. and it is it is mind-blowing do you know when you go past it, yes, you know, it takes yeah you, it takes your breath away doesn't it so yeah first time
4: laughing. I went I was just like looking out the window of the taxi
0: <laughs> and, um, now that is a surreal moment going past that and um, Caroline what would you say from from your angle would what's your favorite part of it in the your-
1: I think the philosophy of INEOS the you know, taking off the mental breaks, whether it's kind of the opportunities we give people or if it's what we do on a day to day basis. So I think being part of an organisation that you know, does things that a lot of other people and companies don't want to do that for me. Um, I, 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 yeah, I really enjoy that. And I love seeing where INEOS is heading next and what we're all going to be part of. It's, it's, yeah. it's exciting.
0: It's exactly separate right. changes, isn't it? Perfect. Well, thank you all for joining us today. It's been amazing. Again, it's been a, a brilliant webinar with INEOS. Um, so don't forget some of the key dates that Caroline mentioned, the closing their opportunities on the 10th of November, so not long, long now. Um, and I just mentioned earlier in the webinar as well, make sure you go onto the INEOS hub on GradCracker to do your research. There's lots and lots of content on there from um, people profiles to videos. And obviously, this webinar will be live on there from this afternoon um, and we'll also break the webinar down into bite-sized chunks which will be on the INEOS Hub on cracker and also in the Career Centre. So good luck everybody when you're putting your applications in and um, don't rush them but make sure you you know do your research and apply to INEOS as, as and when you can. Um, me and Jess are joined by Siemens next Thursday so we'll look forward to seeing you then. Don't forget to register your interest but for now thank you very much everybody for joining us. Good luck and we hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Bye bye.